Blog Talk Radio. BDPAI Radio showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, and computer science academics. We highlight people with a passion for educating our youth in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BDPAI Radio Show serves the BDPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BDPA iRadio, linking business, education, and technology. Welcome to the BDPA iRadio show. I'm Jayla Cruz, sitting in for Fran McNeil, producer of the BDPA iRadio show. Tonight is Tuesday, February 10th, 2015, and our guests are Dr. Faye Cobb-Payton, Founding Director, My Health Impact Network, Frank Hill, Instructor, BDPA Cincinnati, and Daryl Plummer, Managing Vice President and Gartner Fellow with Gartner. Our co-hosts include Tim Butts, Jayla Cruz, and Ron Story. Our studio engineer is Everaldo Gallimore, and our producer is Fran McNeil. So, I'll turn the microphone over to Ron, who will start with our first interview. Yeah, thank you. Good evening, audience. Hi, Dr. Payton. Welcome to the BTPA, our radio show. And thank you for being a guest tonight. Well, thanks for having me, Ron. Dr. Payton, I'm in the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection, Philadelphia. And our weather is a balmy, 37 degrees. What city are you in tonight, and how is the weather there? Uh, the weather in Raleigh, North Carolina, which is where I am, is about 38 degrees. A, a degree warmer. Yeah, I'm very, yeah. I'm very interested and excited to interview you, and I'd like our audience to know some highlights from your bio. Uh, let me take a few moments to share your background. Okay. Dr. Faye Cobb-Payton okay. Cobb is the founding director of My Health Impact Network, a social network experience that focuses on health disparity in social media technology intervention. At My Health Impact, it provides a voice for the millennial generation about health topics and technology innovation. She is the author of Leveraging Intersectionality, Seeing and Not Seeing, Hashtag Seeing and Not Seeing, and Anthropology of her research on IT computing experience of people of color in both academic and corporate environments. So, Dr. Payton, with that introduction, let's start our conversation. My okay. first question for you is how did you first find out about BDPA and what has kept you involved? Ron, I first found out about BDPA, I would have to say, in 1999 maybe. Um, this is forcing me to sort of use my memory here as I reflect back. Um, how I found uh, BDPA was through a local chapter in the Raleigh-Durham Chapel Hill area, or affectionately known oftentimes as Research Triangle Park. Um, I was involved in um, actually looking at how could I get engaged with 
uh, professionals of color um, in the tech space uh, once I landed here. To that time, and since that time, I became involved with BDPA in two or three ways. One way was actually working on some college prep sessions and giving presentations at a national level, at the national Mm -hmm. conference, which is always in August. Another way is looking for ways for uh, college students, um, African-American students, who were in STEM and computing fields to participate in the BDPA Student Showcase, and I've had that to happen um, gladly, and worked with um, Dr. Brimley, I'm, I'm sure you know him, on yes, um, delivering some online content um, as well. So sort of three ways that I've been involved with uh, BDPA since 1999. Well, so you've been involved for um, quite some time. Mm-hmm. Can you share with us what chapter you're currently involved in? We did hear you say the Research Triangle. So what's Correct. the chapter with, uh, mm-hmm, that, that was the chapter. Yeah, that was the chapter that was was shared here, Research Triangle Park. And quite honestly, um, my connect here um, from the Research Triangle Park chapter, I've not connected with her for some reason over the last year or so. And I don't know if that's because of um, you know career change or, or that sort of thing, but. Um, other ways that I've looked to get involved is to, I know that BDPA is offering some student opportunities mm-hmm. to get involved, and so I'm looking to do that as well. Oh, okay. You yeah, mentioned you were involved also. You have been involved in the national conference and some of the STEM programs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I clearly remember, um, and I clearly remember this the outtake of that. It was a session that I had done with a, a former colleague of mine, and we were actually doing a session on preparing the next generation for uh, college applications. And I remembered that it was a parent-slash-student uh, session. And I remembered that uh, it, it was parents, and I remembered that it was also a few counselors in our session. And we were talking about how can we motivate young people, um, particularly those students, those African-American students, to stick with computing and get involved in computing? And my colleague and I, we were talking about ways for which we can use more grassroots approach as opposed to telling people you can go to the website and find out about admissions. And I remember that conversation and how that parent as well as that student uh, felt about us giving more personal information, if you would, about the admissions mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. It's interesting and fascinating to share that. I've had conversations today in reference to developing there's a few uh, grant opportunities out uh, in developing a program that uh, would introduce um, youth to technology, to STEM-related careers. And part of that discussion which just um, what you just shared with regards to uh, approaching youth in a manner in which they can understand, as well as activities that involve the parents and draw and draw and motivate them in. So, so that that's a conversation I'm sure that that uh, I believe you and I will have offline. Uh, Sounds good. But also Sounds it's, good. It, it, it's, it's, it was a fascinating conversation, even um, in the feed today online uh, on Facebook um, on the BDPA 
uh, of sight, uh, we were going back and forth with the conversation involving and looking at, again, encouraging and, and, and getting more youth involved in, in STEM activities. And it was mm-hmm. a really robust conversation that often on as I check back and forth on messages, uh, we had a conversation going through uh, really the entire workday. Uh, so in that, uh, what's one of the, um, when you look at your broad experience um, in the context of IT leadership and development, uh, can you share with us uh, what are your key responsibilities as a founding director of My Health Impact Network? Sure. Uh, my key responsibilities include actually a lot of grant writing um, to sort of keep and, and sustain um, what has been started. I, through My Health Impact, have been able to work with to work with um, African American students, particularly at the undergraduate level, and I think that's really important. Um, have worked with some graduate students as well to get them involved in um, research as well as the publication process. And so this idea behind My Health Impact, if we had to talk about tech topics, is really focused around health IT and using uh, technology to deliver health messaging and creating what I sort of call a cultural competent web or UX experience. So I'm responsible, Mm -hmm. if you will, for sustainability, for creating the UX experience, and I like to throw it out there, also the mentoring that goes along with that because I, I think it is important to bring young people into the fold so that they can actually see us um, in action And because I think image is important. And lastly, what I will say is also content creation. And so I'm, I'm largely mm-hmm. responsible for content creation associated with um, my health impact. Hey, could you share with us that website for my health impact? Sure. It's www.my healthimpactnetwork.org. Great. I'd like to share with our audience that is a robust site uh, filled with a lot of information. And as Dr. Payton shared with us, uh, the students are actually also involved in the development of, you said, content? Yes. um, As well as providing research for the site? Yes as well as the back-end engine for creation. Yes, they absolutely are. What accomplishments are you most proud of? Uh, uh, Good question. I am most proud of being able to provide opportunities for for young people. I am Mm -hmm. most proud of being able to see and touch young people in a way that they will go out and also be able to. And I always tell them as part of the team, they pay it forward. So I help you, you help someone else, and particularly in this technology and computing space because it can it can be an isolating experience. And so breaking down some of those barriers um, for young people, smooth out the path a little bit, make their path a a lot hopefully smoother than what mine was. I think that is important and I and I'm I'm very happy about that. As well as some of the professional development that goes on in preparing those for IT leadership. So I think those things are what I'm most um that's what I'm most proud of when it comes to 
the work area, mm-hmm. the professional side. Yeah, you mentioned um, leadership again. Um, tell us in a broader context of IT leadership development, how have you been involved in that and how has it impacted your career? Sure. So I have um, been involved with actually a number of ways. So um, part of it is by um, mentoring and connecting, involving work that gets middle um, managers, particularly uh, black IT professionals and um, women um, groups Mm -hmm. involved in leadership development. Uh, And and here's the thing, Ron, it is a focus on – creating a leadership mindset versus a management line mindset. And and, and the right. whole idea behind that is really addressing what has now become big news is the lack of diversity in the tech space. I mean, all of us have heard about the Silicon Valley um, lack of diversity issue, but the, but the issues of leadership are not just um, related to Silicon Valley. I mean, it, those issues of creating leaders, creating a leadership mindset, and being able to, as I call it, play in that space um, is what that leadership development in that context is all about. Oh, great. So sharing uh, leadership mindset versus management mindset and, and looking at that uh, from a perspective of, of development, of the takeaway that I heard there is like inclusion, mm-hmm. and, and again, it's, and that it's not just isolated in Silicon Valley. Um, it's reflective um, throughout, uh, you know, the, the, the corporate setting and, and, and throughout uh, the, the country um, mm-hmm. in, in that arena and providing uh, that type of leadership. Uh, so, so as we look again at your career and what you have shared with us, uh, what two lessons would you like to share with our BDPA, our radio audience? Yes, I think um, the work that BDPA, I, I know, is is very critical to addressing that void that we talk, we just talked about. So one of the takeaways I would, would give to the audience is that millennials and young people need to see us. It is important because image really does matter. Uh, the second point that I would say is, is related actually to the anthology that I put together in terms of the book is that intersectionality does matter, which means that, you know, it is it does matter along race, along gender, along first generation. All of those issues are important, and BDPA is on the cusp of, you know, addressing all of that, and that's the, that's the key thing about BDPA is, is somehow you've managed to reach all those pockets um, and address the issues for for understanding technology exposure and experience. Um, I think that those are two of the takeaways um, from, you know, the kinds of things and the lessons that I'd like to leave for the audience. So understanding technology, exposure, and experience. And experiences. Let's see here. We'll touch on that. We have a a little bit of time in in this interview. Let's touch on those three areas of understanding technology, exposure, and experience. 
Uh, can you expound on those? Yes. So, for instance, um, one of the things that in the broader context and, and, and to share with the audience, BDPA has a platform to address uh, technology from the perspective of what type technology, what types of technology. Is it analytics? Is it cloud? Is it what's the emerging technologies? So understanding those, that is important in this space. Um, is it warehousing? Is it what is it that we're talking about? Um, security. So I think the tech topics are important. The next thing in terms of exposure, however, is what about the soft skills piece of what the generations and mid-management and those above need in terms of creating relationships and the soft skills about how to um, how to present yourself to people. BDPA has a platform to make that happen. Next thing is experiences, and I think this is the one of the key takeaways. It's okay, Ron, if I've made mistakes, but it's more mm-hmm. important that I share what those mistakes were with young people so that I can smooth their path, and not just with young people, with professionals within the organization, within the group, within the membership, learning from the experiences of others, I think is is a key point um, for a lesson that the audience can take away, particularly when it comes to the tech space. Mm-hmm. And BDPA um, presents and gives that platform and that opportunity uh, throughout its network and throughout its chapter uh, to do so. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's an excellent um, learning, um, even a uh, jump-off point for professionals, particularly professionals of color, uh, to navigate uh, that, that that IT arena. And so if we look at the tech topics you mentioned are important, uh, exposure, and, and soft skills, as you mentioned, is very critical, um, mm-hmm. especially in creating and sustaining those relationships um, and then those experiences. Uh, one of the things that brought me into the uh, realm of um, BDPA in my own personal experience uh, was some um, shortcomings um, when I when I was working in IT uh, full time, and BDPA helped me to navigate uh, that. Once I came into the fold of BDPA, helped me to understand and navigate that through sharing my experience as well as sharing others. Um, in the minute remaining, uh, what final thought would you have for the BDPA our radio audience? Final thoughts are, you know, I think that it is critical that um, leveraging the BDPA chapters and the BDPA brand to get young people involved and to continue to engage those that are involved. So you can't forget your, you know, your members that are already there. So I think that's important. And I do believe that um, opening ourselves up for you know, some national discussions around this idea of tech and where we are, I think it's really important. And so those are sort of my takeaways um, or last mm-hmm. parting thoughts, if you would, uh, for this evening. Hey, Dr. Payton, it's been a pleasure to listen and learn from you. And, again, I thank you for being a guest and wish you a safe as well as warm evening. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate it. Thank you. And now a word from our sponsors.
BDPA is the premier organization for people of African-American descent in the information technology industry. BDPA exists to advance the careers of African-Americans in the IT industry from the classroom to the boardroom. You can find BDPA on group site, Twitter, and Facebook. Okay, Jayla, it looks like you're up. Jayla? Okay, everyone, hold on. Okay, Jayla will be doing a interview. Jayla will be interviewing with Frank Hill. You may have a bad connection. Okay, why don't you start it off? Okay, uh, Frank, are you with us? I'm still here. Okay, Frank Hill, instructor at BDPA Cincinnati. Uh, we apologize to the our radio audience. Uh, we have technical difficulties there. Um, and sometimes in interviewing um, with the guest unseen uh, can run into a, uh, a, a choppy surf here. But uh, we're going to make this through. Well, Frank, um, I'm Ron Stewart, and I'll be uh, handling this interview as we uh, work out uh, Dayless Connection. Um, Frank, welcome to the BDPAI radio show. And again, thank you for being here this evening. Thanks for inviting me. And as you may have heard a little earlier, I'm in uh, balmy Philadelphia, where it's a nice, breezy, calm 37 degrees. Uh, how is it in your, your neck of the woods? Well, it's a, little, it's a little colder in Cincinnati. I think we're probably about 28 right now. No, that's, that's bone chilling. Bone chilling. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually uh, not going that far later in the week, but I'm, I'm headed to... Uh, 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 sunny Allegheny mountainside of western uh, Pennsylvania around the Pittsburgh area. Uh, so um, uh, forecast is showing that it's going to be bone-chilling cold as well. Let me take a moment, Frank, to uh, read your bio and share with our um, iRadio audience. Frank Hill is a longtime member and leader within BDPA Cincinnati chapter. He served as a chapter president in 2004 through 2005. After retiring from AT&T, Frank began his second career as an adjunct professor at Cincinnati State Technical College, as well as owner of his own IT consulting firm, Electronics Computer Associates. Frank and his team are currently recruiting 8th through 12th grade students to participate in the 2015 BDPA Cincinnati Computer Camp that begins in January, I just started. Frank will share his reflections on his BDPA career and his plans for the 2015 computer camp with our BDPA I radio show audience. So, Frank, with that info in your bio, let's start our conversation. My first question, as always, 
How did you first find out about BDPA and what has kept you involved? Uh, well, I, I first learned about, the, after I retired, I learned about BDPA from a guy I used to work with at uh, AT&T. And I was in similar outreach kind of work there. It was part of the, the, the community at, at work. And he suggested that BDPA would be something that I would uh, be interested in. And at that time, and as now, I'm always trying to learn something. So I uh, wanted to jo join, you know, with like-minded people and learn as much as I can. And uh, pretty soon, using when in BDPA, it doesn't take that long before you kind of get into the action. And so within a short period of time, I was... Uh, uh, the director of membership for the chapter. And then a little bit later on, I became uh, the um, VP of member services and later on uh, president. And during this whole time, you know, I was, um, I I'm interested in technology, you know, kind of at the ground level, uh, bits and bytes. And I also had started teaching. And so just the natural flow to, uh, get involved with teaching kids. Plus, it's just something that I really like to do. Okay, great. What uh, BDPA chapter are you affiliated with? I'm with the Cincinnati chapter. So your membership has always been with the Cincinnati chapter? I've always been with the Cincinnati chapter. Started with it. I don't know. As long as I'm here, I'll, I'll be with the chapter. Excellent, excellent. Fascinating. So in terms of your service to BDPA, what accomplishments are you most proud of? Uh, you know, I've you know, i been in BDPA for a while, and one of the things that you do is you get to see uh, kids come through the camp, a lot of them very quiet, very shy, and you see them develop and sort of flower into adults and become leaders and technologists. And um, it's kind of like with your own kids. It's just... Uh, I get a good feeling out of seeing seeing them grow, and I particularly enjoy talking to them. You know, after they've got out into the world and started to make their own marks. So, and you know, by nature, and you know, even as a uh, a teacher at, at at the college, you do a lot of coaching. So, you know, you like to see uh, like to see people move up and do well. And that's what I feel good about. I mean, that's the thing that drives me. Oh, that's great. Um, I always like to ask, share with us, uh, as, as, as we all have, mentored uh, youth and can um, identify some of the, our um, mentees' success. Uh, just uh, one or two of, of those um, students that have that, that has came under your tutelage and have um, gone on to uh, some uh, really influential and, and great things in their career. Uh, could you share uh, one or two that's, that's been involved in BDPA um, that you've been involved with? Okay. The first thing is that, you know, I would have to kind of, and they've been in, involved, but peripherally, I have to describe my, uh, I have three sons. Uh, two of them are PhD electrical engineers, and they're um, microprocessor architects at Intel. And my, ju my junior son, is a uh, senior manager at uh, Walmart uh, headquarters. 
Um, I also have, I can talk more about some recent ones because they're in my mind, but I have um, Cayman Johnson who uh, went through the camp about four years ago, and he is now a uh, game developer, video game developer uh, in Austin, Texas. Uh, Simeon Ellis is a graphic artist. He just graduated last year. Uh, Chidema Okafor went to the uh, uh, St. Louis University, and she's coming out this year with a dual degree in electrical engineering and uh, uh, computer science. Um, there's been a lot of them, I mean, over, over 15 years. Um, mm-hmm. This is, and, and you know, I'm I'm getting older, so they don't just pop off the top of the head. <laughs> <laughs> well, Frank, that makes two of us, actually. <laughs> I, I, I see this thing, it gets a little skippy. <laughs> so, our audience always likes to know what our guests do, and you had mentioned you had been with AT&T and have retired from there. Please share with us what's your key responsibilities as owner of your own, you're an entrepreneur, and as owner of your yeah. own company, Hiltronics Computer Associates. Uh, share with us those responsibilities. Okay. Um, Electronics is, you know, I can't, it's practically a one-man operation. If I have a bigger job, I bring in a crew. But what I do is infrastructure-type work. That is uh, websites, both new development and hosting. And what I do a lot now is hosting and, and maintenance. I also uh, will build out networks, that is, uh, everybody has a local area network today, and uh, most people are expanding them, so I will help them uh, lay out and design the expansion and order the equipment and install it and configure it and teach the employees um, how to use the the new equipment. And... uh, in the past, you know, I also built um, a custom applications, custom database applications. Uh, so it, it's kind of varied, uh, varied work. I, what I do mostly is the infrastructure thing, though. Okay, so it varies, and uh, as you take on um, the, the the size of the job, with determines bringing on additional uh, consultants and all. Um, that's that's great. Uh, that's that's you know, entrepreneur. Um, you know, as you share that with the audience, uh, as our listeners can hear, especially the youth, um, you have built up uh, you know career expertise and have been able to transition that into uh, your own uh, company and your own business. Uh, and that's just that's beautiful. That's uh, that's one of the things also I share is the beauty in America that you can uh, develop a skill set and actually commercialize the skill set for as an entrepreneur and provide that service to the general public and that's that's really great. Uh so you're you are involved in some important work. Uh please tell us about the uh twenty fifteen BDPA Cincinnati computer camp. Okay. We have I think what I would call a um a very uh, diverse set of uh training skills that we're trying to teach. Um, it starts off with uh, HTML. We try to teach uh, the beginning students basic HTML. Then we have a project where they'll learn how to build uh, a Visual Basic 
uh, application, and uh-huh. it's an airline ticket application which does calculations for cost of tickets. Then we move to a, a Visual stu- Visual Studio. We, it's a Windows Phone application using Visual Studio, and mm-hmm. that, that's a five-hour job. Then we spend uh, three weeks teaching, and this is where we are right now, teaching students how to develop a web application. And they actually develop these applications in teams. Uh, as a matter of fact, next week we should go live with the project for this week's class. Uh, the last two Saturdays, they've been working on it, and they're near completion. Um, we're next going to go to a phase where we use uh, uh, microcontrollers. Uh, this is the age of automation, and small microcontrollers, the one that uh, we use is called Arduino, but you use that from for uh, controlling everything from robotics to homes to uh, 3D printers. So the first project is just the first project in that area is just learning how to use this control, how to program it in uh, C++. And then we're going to have students build a, a stoplight controller, which is just a simulation of the stoplight that you see at the corner, but being controlled by this microcomputer. Then we have a, a robotics uh, project where uh, students are going to program a it's a a Zumo uh, robot, and it will have a, a battle within a, in a circle. It's kind of like a competitive thing. And each student will program their robot. You put it on a table, and they try to push each other off the table. Um, then we're going to do a segment on 3D printing. I uh, still have to get that printed. I need to put it on order probably in a couple of days. And they're going to learn how to build uh, objects with a program called Tinkercad and then print them on a 3D printer. The last item is uh, something that uh, I'm actually getting into myself, but uh, you've heard about the Internet of Things, which is uh, small devices, small intelligent devices being connected to the Internet. And so we're going to have some uh, uh, projects around that. and just to kind of expound on it a little bit, you know, you can have sensors for everything. There's a sensor that can detect the moisture in the soil. There's a sensors that can t- detect whether a light is on. And you also can throw switches. And you can control all of this through the Internet. Um, I had a short demo uh, at the beginning of the camp where I showed them how uh, from the Internet uh, I could open my uh, garage doors, and also uh, turn a light on. And I had another sensor that could sense the temperature in the garage. Now they're probably not going to be opening my garage door, but I, I have a mock-up to let them practice that kind of exercise. Th- that's actually the the beginning camp. The advanced oh. students. <laughs> the advanced wow. students. Go ahead. <laughs> That's a lot. That was the beginning camp. That is, that is awesome. It's, it's 13 that is really weeks. Awesome. 13 it's 13 weeks. Okay. weeks. Yeah, we, we expanded it. Well, it used to be eight weeks, and then we went to 10 weeks, and now we're out at 13 weeks. Now, the, okay. the competition team, they're going to go a full 28 weeks because they need to be capable of building a, um, a web application 
from scratch in seven hours. And also, um, there's some new challenges being introduced where they have to do a cybersecurity uh, project. And they also need to develop a mobile web. Um, the new thing on the web is that websites need to fit all types of devices. It needs to work on a desktop. It needs to work uh, properly on a tablet and on a phone. And so you need to be able to build applications to do that. And that's going to be added to uh, this year's uh, competition. So we have to train the advanced kids in that area. Oh, so on the whole, there's a lot of stuff going on. Mm -hmm. That is that is that is just awesome. I, I'm not to see what the other chapters. They better watch out because uh, that's a robust um, and aggressive camp uh, that the youth will definitely uh, be involved with uh, learning and demonstrating and implementing uh, those things that you will share and teach with them. Uh, we only have a few seconds left during the interview. Uh, could you share with us one final thought for the BDPA audience? Um, my, my final thought is that uh, everybody needs to be involved in technology, and particularly with uh, kids. You know, it's good to get the academics, but they need early exposure. I mean, they don't have to be developing the world, but they need to be exposed to things happening. Sometimes that's just through a family member who happens to be in technology or through a teacher. But I think over time, you know, that kind of exposure uh, gives kids who are coming up today a leg up. And a final thing, and we don't mention that in the STEM thing today, but, you know, kids have to have good math skills. I mean, let's go back in the 80s, they were emphasizing that, and it's still important now. Okay. So, you know, good math skills involved in technology, especially early exposures for our youth. Frank, it's been a pleasure to listen and learn from you, and you're just a wealth of knowledge, wealth of information, and I'd like to thank you for your involvement with BDPA. And again, thank you for being our guest this evening, and wish you again a warm and safe evening. Okay. It's good talking to you. Thank you. And now a word from our sponsors. The BDPA Education and Technology Foundation, a nonprofit organization that exists for the sole purpose of funding BDPA programs, scholarships, and services around the nation. Follow us on Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash BDPA Foundation, or Twitter, www.twitter.com forward slash BDPA. Do you hear me? Yes, you can. Okay, great. Uh, I will be interviewing Daryl Plummer. He's the managing vice president of Gartner Fellow. He's a, and a Gartner Fellow at Gartner. This is Tim Butts, the other co-host of the show. And we're going to dive in and introduce Daryl and get him acquainted with our radio show. So good evening, Daryl. How are you tonight? I'm well. Thank you for having me join you. Glad to hear, learn from your guests and share with your listeners. Thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, I am in New Jersey, and the weather is chilly. There's some freezing rain a little earlier today, but uh, making it through. Where are you, and uh, what's the weather like where you are? 
I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, and the, the weather's about 42, I think about 42 degrees right now. It's it's clear and uh, a little bit chilly as all. Okay. Well, it's wintertime, even in Atlanta, but I'll take that 42. I'll tell you that. Absolutely. Cheryl, I am so excited. Yes, ma'am. I am so excited to have you with us tonight. I've interacted with Gartner, the organization, a number of times in my IT career, and I want our audience to know more about that organization and also to know more about you. So I'm going to go over some highlights from your bio. So if you'd allow me, I'm going to take a couple of moments to share your background. Certainly. Yep. All right. Thank you. Daryl Plummer is a managing vice president and chief of research for Gardner. In the past, Daryl served as national BDPA board of directors as one of the outside directors. He is chief of research for cloud computing and a primary analyst covering multiple cloud topics, business process management, SOA, and web technologies. Further, Daryl manages Gartner Fellows Program, which is designed as which is designed to allow senior analysts the opportunity to explore new research ideas and to elevate the Gartner culture and brand with the clients. He is also chief of research for emerging trends, and he interacts with clients on topics ranging from application development to enterprise architecture. We look forward to chatting and gaining multiple insights from Daryl on the future trends within the IT industry, because that's one of the things that Gartner does, and we are certainly interested here at BDPAI Radio. So again, welcome, and let's start our conversation. Okay. First question for you. All right. Let's dive in. How did you first find out about BDPA, and what's kept you engaged with the organization? Well, um, just like say, I'm having to, to make sure my memory is still with me. I think I started with BDPA uh, about, probably about 12 years ago when I when I discovered the organization. I, I come at, the, at this from a perspective slightly different from your other speakers in that I, I'm coming at it from the, the middle of the uh, the IT industry and dealing with a lot of the vendors and the end-user organizations around the world who practice it. Um, and in that world, uh, it's very difficult to see outside the shell of what's already established. In, in other words, uh, if you're looking for African Americans in that industry, you're going to be looking very hard and long. And um, it, it, when, when, I, when I ran across BD, BDPA, it was actually because Wayne Hicks, uh, one of the past presidents of BDPA, contacted me and asked if I wanted to be involved. And, and as an outside director on the board, it was – a very, very uh, fruitful exercise to try to bring not only more attention uh, of BDPA to the IT industry as a whole, but more attention of, of, of Gartner in, in particular to BDPA. I found that uh, many people who were involved in, uh, in um, IT um, and, and who were involved with African Americans had no knowledge of what mm. was out there in the field, you know, what was going on with the analyst game. And, and that's where I came into it, and that's what's kept me engaged. I am so happy to hear the things you just said. So in my personal experience, I utilized Gartner for a number of things, for benchmarking, for analysis, et cetera. I'm sure we'll get into more meat and potatoes of that. But as you've just shared that plethora of information about how there's this dearth, this gap between what people know and what they don't know or what they haven't even been exposed to, that's very exciting, very exciting. I really look forward to diving in deeper into this. Uh, by the way, you said you come from the IT industry and have a kind of different approach, and I do applaud Wayne Hicks for reaching out, acknowledging that opportunity, and then bridging the gap for you to draw you in and keep you engaged. Now, currently, are you 
uh, near a BDPA chapter? Are you currently affiliated with a chapter? I'm not currently affiliated with the chapter, uh, uh, except in uh, the effort to get uh, people to to involve themselves in terms of speaking opportunities. Uh, I provide okay. speakers for BDPA conferences, uh, and um, we have a chapter near the home office of Gartner up in, in Connecticut. Gartner's in Stamford, Connecticut, and there's a chapter up in Connecticut uh, that Gartner has actually engaged with on the recruiting front. Um, so, you know, even though I'm not involved directly in the chapter today, the company uh, is looking to BDPA as, as a potential feeder source for uh, talent to come in. Great. That is excellent. I love hearing that. Very, very good. Um, then let's take a different approach to our conversation. Within terms of your service to BDPA and to the IT industry, you carry with you a great amount of knowledge, a great amount of impact, and I'm sure there are ripple effects to the various splashes that you've made. What accomplishment, what splash are you most proud of? Well, you know, um, when we talk about splashes, let me separate them in, in, in terms of, one, um, splashes in the IT industry as a whole, and two, okay. uh, splashes as it re relates to uh, African-Americans in, in the IT field. Um, starting with splashes in the IT industry as a whole, for those who may not be familiar, Gartner is a company that provides insights uh, to, to the industry and on a global basis. You know, we, we have offices in 160 countries and uh, analysts all around the world who are talking to IT directors, CIOs, CEOs, and uh, the vendors who create the technology. And one of the things that we tend to do is we, we tend to try to, to create uh, we create sometimes the trends that you see. Um, you know, right now we are we are involved in, in in trends around the subject of digital business. If you've heard of that one, we we've defined yep. it uh, just as we defined cloud computing beforehand. You know, in coordination with with organizations like the National Institute for Standards and and Technology, um, we define these these terms and we try to make sure that it is easy for companies to understand how to involve themselves in these trends and where to avoid these trends. So some of the mm -hmm. bigger splashes that I've personally been involved in uh, have been the rise of uh, back in the 90s when I came into Gartner, 95, 96, uh, I led the, the creation of the Java service. So Java as a programming language and platform was introduced yeah. by my team at that time. Um, it was also a part of the rise of, of e-business. Um, this was before digital okay. business. Uh, the rise of service-oriented architecture, and now the rise of cloud computing and digital business. All of those things sort of been a part of the, the life that I've led throughout it all. Now, on the other yeah. side of, of Splash, uh, you know, in African-Americans in the industry, what you find out very quickly if you're in this game is there are very few prominent African-Americans in, in, in the business. There are a lot at the administrative level, but very few at the executive level. And certainly even yeah. in the analyst game where we're giving advice, for eight years, I was the only African-American analyst out of the nine major uh, analyst firms in, in the world. Um, and that kind of thing has, uh, has been a problem. So being able to expose uh, young African-Americans and African-Americans who are working in the field to, um, you know, to what's going on with, the, with major positions, how to build executive leadership, how to even expose yourself to the right groups has been a, a part of what you know, I've been very proud of. You know, and trying to get um, you know, people expose. As I say, I, I try to get speakers for the BDPA conferences um, to bring people in to, to talk about what they're doing, and try to connect. Um, you know, executives with the with the basic missed opportunity, which is uh, that there's a whole there's a whole range of African American candidates out there that they don't see, and that has been a, a big deal. And it's it's, a, it's an effort that is tireless and never ends. But it's something I'm proud of. 
I think that's powerful information you shared. From the beginning of this interview, you shared with we shared with us that even prior to Wayne engaging you, you personally thought that there was a gap. You thought, where are these people? So then once introduced to the organization, boom, you're now aware of this potential cluster, this talent pool that exists, but still that talent pool remains invisible to so many other people, correct? Absolutely. Uh, I'll give you a a quick um, sort of a view, historical view, and forgive me for going into my background just a little bit, but um, I I, I got my degrees in um, in engineering, architectural engineering, um, computer science, math, mathematics, um, and I I was on the the board of directors for the College of Computer Science at Florida State University, and that's when I noticed uh, that there was a bit of a a disparity. Um, You know, there were very few African-American candidates coming in for Ph.D. consideration. Uh, leaving, you know, leaving the state of Florida where I worked, you know, I, and moving in, into Gartner, what I found is I'd go to events with 15,000 people in attendance, and I was often the only African-American in the room, certainly the only one on stage. Um, and uh, when, when, I, when that kept going on, I'd go into meetings with executives and C- CEOs of these major firms, and I, I'm talking about the big guys. You know, you go into these rooms, and you're the only one like me in the room it became very, very clear that there was a lot of, of, of um, sins of omission, put it that way, where uh, the, the reality was that nobody was seeing it. Nobody was able to actually recognize what was wrong because no one, you know, was aware of what was wrong. And that gap, okay. I, I began looking around to say, well, what, there must be something out there that can, is intended to fill this gap, and as if yeah. magic, here comes Wayne uh, and yeah. me up with BDPAs. Yeah, we often look at Wayne as a magic man ourselves, I'll tell you that. I'm curious, in terms of building and creating a STEM pathway for our young people, do you think it's more prudent to shake the leaves and look for the people or for the young people to know the paths to build networks and find individuals like yourself and know how organizations like Gartner work and intersect with IT? Oh, I think both are important, but but the latter uh, is is very important and often missed. Uh, we find that uh, most of the people that I speak to, uh, and I try to speak to groups of uh, of, of young African American people every chance I can get, and and I mm-hmm. I find that they don't even know what I do for a living. They don't know what the job is of being an analyst in the industry. They don't know what impact it has, nor how they would gain the skills to do it. Most of the, mm-hmm. the degree programs are about you know learning how to do IT. Very few of them are learning how. Uh, to do the things that, that we do, which is uh, spontaneous analytical ability, the ability to write and to speak equally mm. well, the, the ability to be in the room with a CEO who's try, you're trying to convince to, to pay you from the information, and a, a very technical person who's trying to convince your CEO, their CEO that they're smarter than you are. <laughs> These are things right, that right. your average person doesn't run into very often, and the only way they're going to learn it is to begin to network. They're going to have to network with people who are not just learning how to program. I, I've been a programmer most of my life, uh, and I love it, but the reality is that uh, even being a programmer doesn't expose you to what's happening at the business level, what's exposed, expose you to what's happening at the strategy level and at the trend level in the industry. Uh, we have to understand the trends, and we have to involve ourselves in networks of people who do. I'm going to give a personal shout-out to Gartner and the things that you do, because when you think about things such as analytics and even market segmentation, that's one of the great services that I found Gartner to uh, to be of service and working with me. I have my own company. I do telecommunications. I do healthcare IT, and I was mentored through ITSMF and through BDPA. 
So in my years of having been in leadership as well as in the trenches, organizations like Gartner have been vital to helping me understand the difference between being in the trenches but also now stepping up and being a leader and a strategist. So I applaud Very you valuable. for being with us tonight, really. Uh, final minute, I want to know what final thought do you have to share with us, some lessons learned, anything you could just espouse to us? Well, I'll take a, 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 a cue from um, your previous speakers. You know, when okay. you're talking about things like the Internet of Things, um, we, I mentioned cloud computing. Uh, you could add to that cognitive computing or what we call smart machines. Uh, okay. you know, there, there are trends that are changing the very nature and the fabric of the IT industry. So the one thing that I would be very, very uh, mindful of is that you don't want to be learning today what is already obsolete. Uh, you mm. want to be uh, in a position where you're learning what is coming in, not necessarily what's going out. In other words, there are trends right now that are changing the very physics of the universe in which we live. The digital universe yes. has different physics. You know, the, 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 kind of, the kind of technologies we use, the kind of solutions we build, the kind of expectations our customers have are very different than they were just as few as, as five to seven years ago. Uh, and when true. we talk about the Internet of Things, we talk about cloud computing, we talk about smart machines, analytics, and big data, those are not just buzz phrases. They are the future. They are the thing that we must embrace and understand how to really get down and dirty into them. So the one piece of advice that I'd give for someone who wanted to uh, up their game and become a part of the strategic thinking that's going out there is understand the, tr the trends for what they are, not for what people, the news, the news articles write about or what the vendors say they are, but for what they really are. And then okay. begin to understand how to apply those things in a way that stretch the ability for companies to revolutionize themselves, to bypass the old way of doing things and to find new ways. That's going to serve you well uh, with a, a foundation of knowledge like you'd get through a BDPA, an ITSMF, or your uh, local universities and programs is going to serve you well very, very much moving into the future. Tremendous. My friend, it has been a pleasure to listen and learn from you. And I just thank you so much for being a guest. I mean, you know I'm going to look you up on LinkedIn and make sure that at the uh, next the annual conference, I will connect with you and get you a cup of coffee so we can chat further. Uh, I wish I'll you take it. I'll take that offer. Hey, you got it, man. You got it. All right. Well, thank you I very much. Audience, thank you. I'm going to pass on now to a word from our sponsors. Join the evolution of IT and embrace the digital future at the 37th Annual National BDPA Technology Conference and Free Career Fair at the Washington Hilton Hotel, located at 1919 Connecticut Avenue, Northwest Washington, D.C., from August 18th to 22nd. BDPA is the largest African-American information technology association in the U.S., involved in training professionals and students in the fields of science, technology, engineering, and math. For the past 36 years, BDPA conferences have provided opportunities for innovators like you to get the knowledge and resources that are critical to stay on top. So please, from August 18th to 22nd, you too can join the evolution of IT and embrace the digital future. For more information on BDPA's National Conference and Free Career Fair, please visit www.bdpa.org. Okay, love. Welcome back. The conference ad is a great reminder for all BDPA members to register now at www.bdpa.org. 
org. Inspiring and informational interviews. Special thanks to our Tuesday, February 10th, 2015 guest, Dr. Faye Cobb-Payton, founding director of My Health Impact Network, Frank Hill, instructor, BDPA Cincinnati, and Daryl Plummer, managing vice president and Gartner fellow with Gartner. Thank you to our co-hosts, Tim Butts, Jayla Cruz, and Ron Story, as well as our studio engineer, Everaldo Gallimore, and our producer, Fran McNeil. Extra appreciation to Mr. Wayne Hicks, Executive Director of the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the BDPA iRadio Show. I'm Jayla Cruz, inviting you to listen in to the second and fourth Tuesday of every month at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our next show airs Tuesday, February 24, 2015. Join us at www.blogtalkradio.com slash bdpa. BDPA iRadio, linking business, education, and technology. The BDPA iRadio show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BDPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil. Sponsored by the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation. And the Executive Director, Wayne Hicks. Produced by Everaldo Gallimore. Technical advice by John Melanson. BDPA iRadio broadcasts the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. Join us on blogtalkradio.com backslash BDPA.